Today, on this fifth Sunday of Lent, we are approaching the end of the Lenten season. Our readings anticipate the events of Holy Week and Easter, yet some of us need a little help along the way and encouragement to hold fast to our faith, our joy, and our hope. Consider with me the theme, Joyful Hope. You see, the prophet Isaiah envisions a future in which God will do a new thing by rescuing Israel from exile in Babylon. Isaiah recalls the events of the first exodus when the Lord made a road through the sea and destroyed the chariots of Egypt. But the people are to forget these former things, for what the Lord is about to do is far greater than anything that was done before. Church, on this new journey, the Lord will make a road through the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do you believe this? Do you, the people of God, believe that the Lord will do, can do, and is doing a new thing? God tells us that God will do a new thing. Do you believe Amen. I see a few heads nodding. It's all right to say, yes, have you been through the wilderness? Did God make a road through that wilderness for you to get out? Have you been in the desert without drink? Has God given you rivers in the desert? Church, I believe that just as God took the Israelites out of Egypt, just as God took them out of captivity, just as God freed those out of slavery, God is in the business of doing new things. You see the joyful words of praise and the psalm that I've been considering that marries well with the readings for today that we find in Isaiah and Paul's writings and even the gospel in its own way echoes what we heard in Isaiah. In Psalm 126, the writer of the psalm says, the Lord has done great things for us and we are glad indeed. The psalmist says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the Negev. May those who sow who saw in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seed of sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. Yes, this psalm has been described as one of the most beautiful psalms in the whole Psalter. This song, called a song of ascents, it was this psalm that was sung as the Israelite pilgrims ascended the rising road to Jerusalem. Psalm 126 is full of the nostalgic memory of God bringing the exiles back home in 538 BCE. This, this exile was one of the two most important historical events of Jewish history, the Exodus being the other. The exile was one event that would remain in the memory of the Israelites for centuries and become the major paradigm for interpreting all sorts of situations, especially seemingly 
hopeless ones. But we don't have to remain hopeless. You see, the psalm then translated literally means turn a turning, to restore, to bring back. In this psalm, the writer looks back upon the return from exile with gratitude, but also with hope. Hope that God will do it again in the present situation. The return from exile was not all that the people of Israel had hoped for. Jerusalem was not restored to her former glory, nor was the temple as magnificent as the one before. There was still work to be done. However, the people maintained joyful hope that the Lord would restore God's people just as God had done before. Joyful hope. That's what they needed, joyful hope in a time of uncertainty. And this is the tone of Psalm 126. This is the mood of the writer of Isaiah as he proclaims the doing of a new thing that God tells of. Friends, it is, it is the way that God leads us. If you don't think God is always doing something new, just look around Christendom and our world. New things continue to happen. Even in the season of Lent, we have to continue to look forward to what new may be ahead. Many of us hoped and even prayed that the day would come and we would see real change in our spiritual and political structures. Some thought that that day had come in 2016. Some we have been waiting for, they thought God to do a new thing and give us the opportunity to be as liberal or as expansive as our diverse ethical and theological identities would allow us to be. Yes, even in the church, we've been praying for something new, hoping that that day would come. Don't stop praying. Keep pressing for the new thing. See, instead, God did a new thing and gave us the first time in history we would see a truly diverse class of women leaders. Instead, seeing uh, more sameness, God did a new thing and gave us the first big jump toward gender parity instead of the same old, same old. God did a new thing. Gave us the first class of female leaders to help govern and shape our country's future in a new way. That's a new thing. Don't ever underestimate what God can and will do in your own life. God is always doing a new thing. And we as God's people are to be like those pilgrims ascending the road to Jerusalem, asking the Lord to do it all over again in our present situation. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, then we were like those who dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. It's okay to hold on to joyful hope and press on for a new thing. You see, it was almost too good to be true. The people of Israel knew about the promises of the restoration. But when the actual moment came, it was as if it were a dream. Our Lord had delivered them out of captivity and back to their homeland. Who would have ever thought that the huge, powerful Babylonian empire would be defeated? Who would have thought that a black woman 
an out lesbian would be named by the people of Chicago as their first African-American female and unashamedly open LGBTQI plus mayor of a leading city of the United States. That's a new thing. That's newness all around us. Who would have thought that there would be a chance for a city plagued by violence and crime would have a moment to dream new dreams? in what seemed to be a hopelessly doomed system. Who would have thought that we would be delivered out of some of our seemingly hopeless circumstances? The Israelites rejoiced, even though their restoration had not been complete. And that's a lesson that we learned today, that they rejoiced while it was yet incomplete. They had faith in God, that God would do a new thing. They have faith that God would do a turn and turn a turning and do it all again. Church today, we are reminded to have joyful hope in the midst of our circumstances, whatever they may be. And as we hope, let us be reminded that joyful hope is not dependent upon our happiness. No, happiness depends on good happenings. And we are reminded that good happenings don't always happen or at least not when we want them to. Circumstances change. Circumstances are always changing. And as for us, we look up and I think of the words of Howard Thurman as he says, it takes time to learn how to tap into the sources that are beyond ourselves. And we are all in a hurry. Our lives are moving at a rapid rate. We cannot reach to the support we need if we do not take time to ready our spirits, to prepare ourselves. And that's what Lent is all about. Preparing ourselves even for a new thing. Readying our spirits while we hold on to joyful hope that God is going to do something a bit different. A bit differently on the other side. Joyful hope, on the other hand, defies circumstances, the circumstances that we were holding on to, the circumstances that seem so predictable, joyful hope turns them on their heads. Friends, the world seeks happiness. The Christian seeks joy and has hope in Christ. In hope, even Mary did something new for Jesus. In the gospel, we heard, yes, even in that moment, it surpassed them all that she would step forward and do something that was yet unheard of, yet unseen because of the joyful hope that lies within her. It is in Jesus that we have hope. It is in him that we find joy. The Christian knows that her joy is rooted in the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that's what the Lenten journey reminds us about. We must be steadfast like Paul and press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call in God in Christ Jesus. It is only in him that we find joy out of sorrow. It is only in him that we experience laughter out of tears. It is only in him that we get good out of evil. Yes, the psalmist in the 126th Psalm, thinking back to Isaiah and even looking forward to Paul, got it right this day. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad indeed.
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.